Welcome back to the Decom Boom, guys. We're excited to be talking about Radio Rebel today. Ooh, strap in. This is... It's a lot. Honestly, though, the first thing that I want to bring up, though, is, Nora, this one wasn't on Disney+. Plus. Did you notice that? I know. I had to go to Peacock to get it. I watched it on, like, Roku TV, but it was free, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what I'll say. I found out why it's not on Disney+. Plus. Why? I guess it's because it was, like, filmed and produced in Canada, and, like, it's not, like, licensed to be on, like, an American streaming service. Oh, that's so interesting. Isn't that weird? Because I feel like I would assume that a few decoms were filmed in Canada, but maybe not. Well, that's the thing. Like, others definitely were. Like, remember Cadet Kelly was filmed in Canada. Mm -hmm. It must be something with, like, the the actual, like, production company owning it. I don't really know. But, yeah, it's not on Disney Plus, so we had to look elsewhere. Drama. So, honestly... I don't know who's out there listening, but this might be one that you've never seen if you're like closer to me and Nora's age mm-hmm. because it premiered on February 27th, 2012. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this was one that like I've only ever seen parts of because Nora and I, we went on vacation with our little cousin like the year this came out. We were in Disney World with our cousin who was in fifth grade at the time mm-hmm. and we were like hanging out in our like hotel type thing that we stayed in and she was like there's a new Disney Channel movie tonight can we watch it and we watched some of it with her and then we proceeded to make fun of it the whole vacation yes and I remember there was so much um lead up to watching it because the whole day we were like we have to watch Radio Rebel tonight and I was in seventh grade so I was like in that sweet spot of like being like I'm too cool for Disney Channel but I had heard of it and I like kind of secretly wanted to watch it and I was glad that there was someone younger than me that like could give me that permission. That excuse. Um, but I'm also embarrassed because I would love to say that's the last time I saw this movie, but I watched this movie when I was in college. You did? Yeah. I. <laughs> so I was fully 20 years old, and my friend Jamie from oh, yeah. college was visiting me at my new college because I transferred, and she, I, like, had to work that night. I was, like, a night host. Oh, my God. Basically- she was a night host. I'm obsessed with that job title. Basically, all I had to do was, like, stay up really late to, like, check people into the dorm. But, like, you just had to sit there and, like, watch movies on your laptop. So she was visiting me, and I had to work. So we just watched Radio Rebel, like, in the lobby of my dorm room. That's and so And she was funny. probably like, why did I even come? <laughs> And She's who like, could why blame did I take her? A bus and a train to watch Radio Rebel with but a yeah, night host. So I've seen this very recently, so it was fresh in my mind. Okay. Um, yep. I had like I don't think ever even seen the whole thing. Like I don't think we made it all the way through, or we were talking with Bridget, our cousin, during it. Once we get into the plot, I want to reveal like what we were making fun of all week because it's cute, <laughs> but I won't say it yet. Um, but for those of you who like don't know what the heck this movie is, I will read you guys the description. Tara, a painfully shy high schooler, has a secret. She is also a confident DJ known as Radio Rebel who lends her voice to others. And it stars Debbie Ryan, who you might know from Insatiable, Sweet Life on Deck, or Jessie, the Disney Channel shows. (laughs) Debbie. Debbie, oh my gosh. We will get into it because this movie is fully a meme that really was prominent in like 2020. It kind of like came to like TikTok and Twitter like, many years after this movie came out yeah we'll like get into it more but if you guys know the one where it's like debbie ryan like putting her hair behind her ear and like looking up like coily coily and it's oh it's so good it's so good oh my god so nora do you want to guess the rotten tomato score 
Yes. Okay. I'm going to guess it got a 33%. It got so much higher than that. What? It got 61%. It got better than Smart House. I think it did. Yeah. When I was watching this, I... Henry, my roommate, was coming in to like, like, oh, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, this movie with Debbie Reynolds. And he was like, that's not Debbie Reynolds. I was like, wait, then who is You're Debbie like, Reynolds? What? And then I was like, but Debbie Reynolds is a decom girl because she was in Halloween Town, and she's also incredibly famous and yeah. Carrie Fisher's mom. Um, can't wait till we watch Halloween Town. Oh my gosh, oh. should we dive into the recap of Radio Rebel? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so this movie takes place in Seattle. Uh, Debbie's character's name is Tara. And she basically has like a radio show, like an anonymous radio show as Radio mm-hmm. Rebel. She uses um, a, it's a voice modulator to like disguise her voice a little bit. Uh, uh, like the tiniest bit. Yeah. This was really confusing to me because whenever they play her like, like radio show it's like clearly debbie's voice and yeah. i'm like i don't know if they're just trying to be like well the audience has to understand it's debbie but like we're pretending that it actually doesn't sound like this to the listeners i feel like you're right like they didn't want to change her voice like too much otherwise it'd be like oh a lot of her dialogue in this movie like, like sounds barely unlike her. changed yeah it's barely changed i guess they want you to suspend your disbelief because they do <laughs> debbie like her character like truly barely speaks at school. But the thing is like her best friends are obsessed with the show and they don't know it's her. That's the no. part that doesn't make sense. Her like, mom doesn't know. No. Like I believe that like the popular kids wouldn't know because like she never talks to them. But like yeah. her friends would know. They'd be like, hey, Debbie, I clearly heard your voice on this radio show. Yeah. Especially. What's up? Yeah. Like that's definitely you. Especially because this is the most implausible part of the movie. Like the school is obsessed with Radio Rebel. They're like, they're, who is she? This obsessed. show is amazing. And all she does is talk about like clicks and the status quo. Like the show oh has no substance. It's so no silly. No substance. She's kind of like wholesome gossip girl. Like everyone at her school is like, did you listen to Radio Rebel last night? Except she doesn't like say anything. Yeah. So the movie starts with like, we see a little bit of her doing her show, but then we see her at school where she is so quirky and shy she is so shy she like literally can't even like look someone in the eye no and she has the the most intense like side part of like the swoopy bangs <gasps> she looks like okay the aesthetic of this movie is like five years behind like it kind of looks like 2005 like hannah montana with and the also fashion. like the 80s like <laughs> yes. what she wears to prom or more <gasps> more like, we'll get into more okay full-on 1980s it's so weird so yeah like right away first scene she has her intense bangs she wears a like a beanie th- Thing. It's not really quite a beanie. What is it? It's like it's one of those kinda, hats that you wear like hanging off your yeah, head. Yeah, it's like, what is the purpose of this hat? It's not even on your head. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wears that. And there's a lot of fedoras in this movie, so which many. is deeply upsetting. And it's just like, no. There's it's, probably at least seven. Also, okay, this is amazing. And I love that they don't give you any like initiation into this. They just like start saying it and you have to figure it out. This movie uses the word pops and non-pops, which... And, and also newborn pops, which yes. are people that are, have gotten popular yes. recently. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, oh. pops alert. Like, it's super insane. And honestly, like though, I feel like some of the other movies that we've watched so far, like kind of could be good for any age group. Mm-hmm. Like people in, you know, people our age can like kind of enjoy them. But this movie was very clearly made for like fourth graders. Yep. Oh, you no, know? it was hard. It was hard to watch. Yeah. And it, it kind of like, I do feel like this is sort of how my brain worked in like fifth grade. Like I'd be like, those are the popular kids, but it's like no one in high school, like no. really thinks that way. No, 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 no. Or is like so obsessed with like, guys break free from our clicks. Like they're at least not talking about it. Like yeah. in this language, the way that radio rebel is. And when I say radio rebel, I mean the girl herself. <laughs> 
Also, in her opening radio show, she talks about how she got an A minus in participation, like mm-hmm. as a grade. And I'm like, I don't think you get like a full participation grade in high school. No, and also it's amazing because she's like, I got an A minus or a minus in participation. Yeah. But I can't get a minus for who I am. I'm yeah. like, who you are is shy. Like, it's she, like shy is her whole identity. <laughs> She's like, my uh, whole thing is that I'm shy. She really performs being shy Ugh. in a way that's not cool. So <laughs> the first scene of the movie after her radio show is she's at school with her friend. So her best friend is this girl, Audrey, who, yeah, like her outfit immediately, she's wearing a pink fedora, a Ugh. really like heinous, like belted top, and then a yellow denim jacket. It's so, it's like classic Disney Channel outfits where it's like, just like there's like a pretty dress and it's like, why is there a belt and a jacket and a hat and a feather coming out of the hat? It's like- There's like five too many accessories. Keep it simple. And also her friend Audrey is giving mad theater kid energy yeah, in kind of a bad way. And we were theater kids, so we can say that. We can say that. But no, she's just like too much. Like the actress is really beautiful, mm-hmm. but the character is really insufferable. Mm-hmm. She also has these two guy friends. Like it's weird. I feel like they're like- they're friends, but like, are they? They're these two boys. Their names are literally Larry and Barry. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Yeah. And all those two boys do the whole movie is like scheme to try to find out Radio Rebel's identity. And one of them is like in, in love, love with, with Radio her. Rebel. It was giving me like Oliver and Hannah Montana before he finds out that Miley is Hannah, where he was like always oh, in front of Miley being yes. like, I love Hannah and making her feel really uncomfortable. I know. And all these kids give like, they definitely eat their lunch in the chorus room. Yeah. Like that is kind of what they're giving off. 100% that is their energy. Which me and Sarah did too. So we can, again, we can say it. So I actually never did. Only you did that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm blowing okay. up your spot. I never did that. Although what I did was like there were a certain year, like I guess it was really only freshman year where like it was a little rough of like, I'm sitting with people that are not that nice to me, but it is what it is because they're cool. And I will sit here and be kind of yep. condescended. It's to. better to be sad and um, in proximity to cool yeah. people than to be happy around losers. No, I'm kidding. Of so course true. I'm kidding. But that is truly the opposite message of Radio Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we see Tara with her, with her friends and they're like talking about how cool Radio Rebel is. And we learned that her stepdad, who's like a very new stepdad, like I think mm-hmm. he married her mom like three a month months ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. He runs this radio station called Slam FM, which is apparently like really cool. Yeah. So it's like the number one radio show in Seattle. So it's yeah. a huge deal. It's really, really huge. And so she right now is just like independently doing her podcast, like from her room. Mm-hmm. I guess people listen like online. It is kind of ahead of its time. If I have to give it one prop, it's kind of ahead of its time to be like a podcast in 2012. Like yeah. that wasn't really like as much in like the yeah. zeitgeist no, at that time. I totally agree. That's actually very true. And they do at one point call it a podcast. Like mm-hmm. most of the movie, they call it like her show. But at yeah. one point they do say podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I think Audrey says to Tara like, because they're talking about how they all love Radio Rebel. And she's like, you should like talk to your stepdad. Maybe he could like get you in on with Radio Rebel, which is confusing because Radio Rebel isn't affiliated with Slam FM yet. Yeah, there's also, it's amazing because you know in movies, they give you exposition in a really cringy way of like, we need the audience to know this and there's no subtle way to let them in. So basically Audrey is like, you should talk to your stepdad. And Tara's like, why? And then Audrey's like, hello, he runs Slam FM, the number one radio show in Seattle. And it's like, Tara would know that. (laughs) Exactly. But they're like, we need the audience to know. (laughs) But we get the good line. Uh, Tara's talking about how like she can't talk to her stepdad. She's too shy and awkward. And she's like, he probably thinks I'm a total step freak. (laughs) A step freak. And she is. Um, Audrey also calls Tara her 
B-B-F-T-L-E-W-E. Best friends for totally like ever without exception. Ugh. So stupid. This movie is unfortunately really an example of like them phoning it in. Like them phoning being like, in. people are going to watch this so we don't have to try to make it good or, or say anything meaningful because kids are going to mm-hmm. watch. And it's very cynical and very sad because yeah, like some of the other movies we've talked about, it's like they had heart. Oh, straight up so good. Yeah. I shed a tear at two of them. Yeah, exactly. And like I shed no tears at Radio Rebel. Oh my God, I was like on my phone. I, I, I was know. like, oh, I have to watch Radio Rebel? I know. At one point I was watching it and I guess I looked like really stone faced and my boyfriend came in. He's like, are you like miserable watching this? And I like cracked up. I was like, I mean, no. Yeah, I mean, there I are. I was like laughing, honestly. In our journey, there are going to be ones that we're so excited to watch and some that we're like, no. And that's just our duty to bring all of this content to you, whether we like it or not. Yep. So now we meet the cool girls at the school. <laughs> the the one of them is like truly just like a sidekick that the main mean girl is mm-hmm. just like bosses her around and is mean to her. Yep. But the main mean girl is Stacy. Stacy looks like my American girl doll. She does. Like she has pin straight, really long hair yeah. and she's like tall. She like dresses like... Disney Channel does not know how cool girls dress. Not like at all. they really don't like they don't dress like preppy. Like they're they're probably like wearing their field hockey uniform all day. Yeah. Like that's the reality. And Stacy just like, yeah, she wouldn't be cool. She's, she's wearing like a really headband with a flower. A. Yeah, she's like a narc. She yeah, like would not arc. be cool in high school. Um, yeah, a lot of movies like for kids have the cool girl being like super type A, and yeah. like no, that's not how it was at our high school. No. Like no, they no. had to be kind of like effortless and yes. like chill. Yeah, definitely not an arc. No, I'm also really always so jealous in these movies of like how the popular girl has a feud with a loser. I'm like, I wish a popular girl cared enough to like have a feud with me. That is like so they true. just don't care about you. They're just like gonna ignore you. They don't like take the time to be like trying to ruin your life that's an honor that is such an have honor. the popular girl in school try and ruin your life tara that is an honor yeah that really is that means that you have something she wants yeah um so yeah stacy is like super rude in this first scene and basically um audrey the best friend is feeling like really um emboldened by radio rebel so she's mm-hmm. like you know what like who says that like people from different cliques can't talk and she like marches up to stacy to like talk to her and then stacy basically like gives a monologue that's kind of implying like Okay, I'm sick of Radio Rebel, like, radicalizing losers to think they can talk to me. And good for her. She's like, I'm so over this. And then Tara says the extremely deep line, how do we reject the status quo when the status quo is status quo? Oh, my God. Like, who wrote that and was Ugh. like, yes. They're like, this really means something. <laughs> it does not. And then we see the first instance of Stacy being an arc. She like tells Principal Marino, who is such a monster, she's like, oh my gosh, like Principal Marino, like these girls are like trying to get me to listen to a podcast in class. And I know that's like not allowed. So the principal confiscates Tara and Audrey's phones. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. They weren't even like on them. Like, wow. Oh, what? They're also like in the hallway. It's not like they're in class. It makes yeah. no sense. The principal sucks. I feel like she was like kind of modeled after like um, uh, Umbridge from Harry Potter 5, but like. Umbridge from Harry Potter 5? You know Dolores Umbridge? Oh. The, like, mean uh, headmaster that, like, is so evil. Wait, what is the um, woman in Lizzie McGuire? What is her? Ungermeyer. Oh, Ungermeyer. <laughs> okay, at first I got those confused, and I was like, that's she's from Harry Potter 5? Okay, yeah, yeah, Umbridge, of course. But, like, honestly, both characters, except both of those characters are I brilliant. Love, I and love Ungermeyer. are so, like, expertly acted. This character is a huge flop. Yeah, I'm this sorry. is a huge flop. So... Stacy calls Tara her royal shyness <laughs> and she's basically like do you have something to say your royal shyness because you know they're obviously mad that they got their phones confiscated and now this is the first instance in the film of Debbie Ryan like acting for her life like acting like 
I, I like I wish you could see Ugh. my face right now, but like putting her hand behind her, like like bangs acting, like touching her bangs, <sighs> shrugging her shoulders. Debbie, it's amazing. not a slave. So now we meet Gabe and Gavin. The G's. The G's. That they have a band and they're playing at prom this year. And honestly, okay, so they are the cool people in this movie, and I really really liked that because. I feel like now, when I was in high school, that's kind of, like, who the cool guys were. Like, no one really cared about the football players. Like, it kind of was, like, the guy in the band that every girl liked or, like, the guy that was making music. And I feel like that was kind of more um, representative of modern high school because I feel like the jocks are kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know that's really who's cool anymore. The football team was very much not the cool guys out of high school. And I always say to my boyfriend, because he was like in a band that like had gigs like in their town in middle school and high school. And I'm like, I would have thought you were so cool. Totally. Yeah. Like that's amazing. Um, And yeah, yeah. Gabe and Gavin are are amazing. And they're like talking about. Well, Gabe isn't amazing. Okay. Gabe sucks. Gavin is amazing. Gavin. So Gavin is like the romantic lead. Yeah. He is like such a good romantic lead he's such a good actor he like is just like a great character and i mean he was in that like zendaya movie oh, yeah zap he definitely had like something after but i'm like he, he should didn't have, do like, much been more. a he star should've... he like is really good no like right away from the first moment he was on screen i was like oh someone who's acting isn't heinous like yes. he's really good you know how like there's like disney channel acting which is like Ugh. super corny like yep. i could really tell every line he delivered i'm like no you thought about this like yes. you thought about your motivation you thought about like why you're saying it and you like made bad writing like sound good he was really good yeah basically tara has had a crush on gavin for like i guess years but like never has the guts to talk to him like they're it turns out they're in the same drama class and she mm-hmm. literally runs out of the room because she's like oh my god why is gavin here i'm too scared i can't be in the same room as him <laughs> she sees him she dips she's running full speed out of the room and her friend like follows her out and is like maybe you should talk to gavin you've had a crush on him since like the first harry potter movie <laughs> oh yeah and she's like i can't he's a new pop a newborn pop so she can't talk to him he's too popular and okay so gabe the other half of the g's had told gavin that he like thinks now that their band is blowing up that he probably mm-hmm. has a chance with stacy the mm-hmm. mean girl so gavin asked stacy to prom unfortunately um and she's like yes and so they're in they're all in the same drama class and tara gets called on to come up and write a suggestion for like a scene on the board yeah and she goes to the front of the class and she can't even hold the marker because her hand is trembling so much because she's of the too attention. shy she, she actually can't. is painfully shy she's like the description says shy so she like is too awkward at the front of the room so she's like i have to get back to my desk she then somehow hits stacy's desk and then somehow ends up on the ground hitting her head on the desk it happens so fast oh. and i'm like how did that occur and stacy says walk much oh my god classic burn so yeah she is the definition of like when they take the like clumsy rom-com protagonist thing like way too far mm-hmm. but at least she has a radio show where she finally feels confident and can be who she is and we find out that gavin is a listener he listens to radio rebel religiously yes loves it he loves it and her mom and stepdad also listen to the show because her stepdad is like oh my gosh like i wish i could get radio rebel on slam fm like she's great with the kids this could really help our rating slump and he plays like a little clip of the show for um tara's mom and it's so it's so stupid because literally all radio rebel says is like maybe you guys should like be who you are and he's like can you believe this like this is next level revolutionary i'm like to say be who you are it's, it's like so, uh, it makes no sense why anybody would like this show. No. Especially high schoolers Nora. Like think like can you imagine? Oh my god, she would get bullied. She would get so bullied. Ugh. So basically Tara's mom is like excited to hear that like 
she's like, oh, like, this is so cool. Like, this Radio Rebel girl, like, is someone that, like, is Tara's age. Like, you should ask her her opinion. You guys can, like, bond over it. The stepdad, like, goes to talk to Tara, but she is currently doing in her room a live Radio Rebel show. So her stepdad knocks on the door, and she's kind of trying to, like, get him out quickly because basically on her radio show, she, like, in between talking, like, plays, like, music, too. So he knocks when, like, she's playing a song. So she has a second, but she's like, I'm busy. You should probably go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, isn't Radio Rebel amazing? Like, I'm listening right now. And then there's this awkward pause, and he's like, oh, what happened? I think Radio Rebel, like, cut out. And she's, like, just staring at him. Ugh. And then she's forced to, in front of her stepdad, be like, hey, guys, Radio Rebel here. I'm about to put on a new really long song for you. And he's, like, stunned. He's like, oh, you're Radio Rebel? I'm like, you guys have, like, are in the same house. Like, can can you ever hear her doing it? If you, like, walk by her door? Like, that's such a good point. I yeah, I'm like, hmm. Um, but he is, like, really excited that she's Radio Rebel and starts, like, getting really ahead of himself. And he's like, you're hired for Slam FM. Like, woo, you're going to be on my radio station. And she's kind of like, uh, we I'm, I'm sorry like she kind of panics yeah and she doesn't want to do it but then her mom comes in and it's like you have to do it tara and then she says she's like <laughs> yeah she has like a crazy quote about like wearing oh, chartreuse yeah. she says <laughs> yeah give us the quote oh honey you have to take risks like i always thought chartreuse was a bad color for me and it's now my trademark we also learn really briefly that tara's real dad is i guess working in taiwan so that's where he is oh yeah mm, okay <laughs> so one liner about that so, yeah, she's about to blow the fuck up on Slam FM. So, mm-hmm. at school, Tara tries to talk to Gavin, and she's, like, super nervous. Every time she, like, is around him, she basically just doesn't get any words out of her mouth. Oh, so she's wearing a band t-shirt, and Gavin's like, hey, I love that band. And she's literally like, thank you. And then he's like, um, oh, I wish, like, the G's, his band, his band is the G's. He's like, I wish our band could be as good as that. And she's like, the G's, like, are, are as good as as you first and it's like use your words tara she always Speak like, mumbles and whispers around him or sometimes we'll just go like uh, uh, um uh, and it's like that is not actually it's what like, happens so unrealistic like imagine that's your conversations with someone and you fall in love with that person how i know and like of course it's real that people get like flustered around their crush of or like course. maybe act a little weird but like you don't literally go like um uh Sorry, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, like, <laughs> and that's what I mean about like this movie's written for children. Like, that's what you think when you're in third grade. Like, right, you have to hit them over the head. Like, she is shy. She is shy. Yeah, but that's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is like children can handle more nuance than this. Yeah, it kind of assumes their audience is stupid, it and dumbs it's it like down. you know when we were little, we understood the nuance of like Smart House. Like that wasn't like lost on us no. at all. So after. Her and Gavin, like, kind of have this moment about the band shirt thing. Stacy like, interrupts because she does not like when Gavin and Tara talk. But Stacy makes a classic Disney villain mistake, which is she's mean to Tara in front of Gavin, which, like, no, boys in Disney movies don't not. like that. And no one likes that. It's not – it's never a good look to just, like, be mean to someone. It never makes you look good. No. It does not make the other person look bad. It makes you look bad. It really does. You guys – you heard it here first. So Tara has this ongoing problem, which is, like, she's living a double life. She is Radio Rebel, but she doesn't want anyone to know. So her best friend, Audrey, is, like, totally obsessed with Radio Rebel. And she's like, Tara, like, come over and, like, do yoga and listen to Radio Rebel with me. And she's like, I can't. Uh, I I uh, have a family thing, and Audrey doesn't believe her. No. She's like, "You're lying." Like, Audrey's really like, "I'm your on? one friend. What plans could you possibly have?" That is so true. And then Audrey, this is what we mean by like she's kind of an insufferable character and like super extra. She goes, "Tell me what you're hiding, or I'll start screaming in two seconds." And then she just starts she screaming. Ugh. 
But even though she's literally screaming in public, um, Radio Rebel is like, <laughs> I was like making myself laugh when I was writing my notes of just like calling her Radio Rebel. Like, okay, so Radio Sometimes Rebel. Sometimes I would write down like, so Rebel says. Yeah, I'm Rebel. like, okay, me giving her a nickname. Yes. <laughs> hey, Rebel. But despite the screaming, Radio Rebel refuses to tell Audrey her secret and she like walks away like playing with her hair and tugging on her sleeve. So like mm-hmm. this is the moment I realized like this kind of like playing with your bangs, shrugging your shoulders, acting like Hillary <laughs> Duff can actually successfully do this type of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Hillary Duff can like pull at her sleeve and like kind of bite her lip, but like it's it works. Yes, or like put her um hands on her belt loops. Yes. Like <laughs> why does it work for Hillary and no one else? Because she's a star. She's such a star. Oh my God. So then there's this lunch scene. Oh my God. So uh, Tara is eating with her friends and Gavin comes up and is like, hey, what's up? Gavin is so nice to her and Tara too shy to speak. And then he's like, oh, okay. Um, do you want to run lines this weekend? Cause they're in like a scene together. They're performing a scene for drama class and she fully runs away. <laughs> yeah. She sprints she away. She sprints away. And it's like, that's not socially acceptable. Like I feel like <laughs> even you, if you're shy and like, if you're shy, I feel like you can just be like, yeah, maybe I'm actually really, like, like make yeah. some excuse to, like, yeah, it's, run It's away. way more, like, attention-seeking to do that, to run away. I know. He's like, uh. I know, and this is the funny thing about Disney movies. Like, I would be like, what just happened? But he's just kind of like, oh, guess she was uh, had to be somewhere. It's like, yeah, no. That's- but it, honestly, having a crush in high school, it's torture. Yeah, it is really awkward. It's horrible. I will say, like, yeah, my, like, big freshman year crush, like, we would talk on Facebook Messenger, and then when we would see each other in person, we would literally ignore each other completely <laughs> like we would be talking all week like can't wait to see you on saturday at the pool party and then we would avoid eye contact oh like the God. plague i remember but my freshman year crush I, there would be a moment in school where we have like wings in our high school and there was a moment like on b days because we had a and b days where i would like see him for a second when we pass each other in the g-wing and like oh my god i would live and die for this moment for that one and moment i don't even think sometimes we would even say hi to each other no. and i'd be like but i will see him in the g-wing at 2 p.m you would like, like look so, forward to it it's so embarrassing when you're that age you have nothing else in your life I so know. your crush is everything it's so embarrassing and hard it literally is so embarrassing and hard and like it's it's kind of like what gets you out of bed in the morning though you're like <laughs> earth <laughs> science sucks yeah. but i might see my crush on the g-wing <laughs> so tara is ready to go to slam fm headquarters for the first time to like see her new space and start broadcasting from a professional radio station and there's this girl that works there Cammy Q, mm-hmm. who's like, I guess she's supposed to be like a 20 something mm-hmm. and she like works there and she's like really cute. Yeah, and she is really cute. I think she's like maybe known Tara through her stepdad for a bit. Yeah. The first day that Tara gets there, she's like super nervous and she's like, I can't do this. Like, it's hard enough broadcasting for my room. Now I have to broadcast she, to all of Seattle. Not only does she do that, but she literally hides behind a wall because she's too shy. She like goes behind this wall and she's like, I don't know how to do this. And the girl's, like, come out from behind the wall Yeah, she can, first. Like, only tell Cammy her truth if she's, like, hiding. I think she's actually, like, hiding behind, like, a fridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah. like, in the crack between the wall and the fridge. <laughs> it's so insane. Oh, my God. Also, so I had a radio show my freshman year of college. <gasps> yes. And my slot, because if you were a freshman, you got, like, the bad slots. And mine was at 5 a.m. Oh, my God, that's so right. So I would have to get up so early, and I would be so tired. And to be honest, I was not passionate about it. I just was, like... It's an extracurricular, and so I would always play uh, Champagne Supernova because it's like eight minutes, and I would like kind of sleep during it. Wait, Nora, that's iconic. You never told me that. That's <laughs> so I'd be like, oh my God, funny. I'd Wait, be like, by Liz Fair? Long- yeah, yeah, I'd be like, what's the? Oh no, 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 it's not oh. by Liz Fair. It's oh. by. Oh, she I does a cover of it. That's um, embarrassing. 
Oh my god, I think it's a Wonderwall who sings Wonderwall. Oasis. Oh, I think Oasis. It's an Oasis song. Okay, I like um, Liz Fair's cover. But yeah. it's like, yeah, no, Oasis. I'm like, like, pack it up, guys. Um, but I think that song is like truly eight minutes. So I'd be like, okay, nap time for me. Wait, that is such a good hack. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. We we have a true radio rebel in our midst. Yeah. I was really bad at it. No, you weren't. I was. I don't know. I actually don't think I ever. I was eighteen and it had nothing to say. <laughs> did you like talk? Like, did you like? You would do like a little segment in between. It was like two minutes, and you'd have to like talk about like what's going on in the news, or like not like the pop culture news. Oh, okay. And but when it was five a.m., I was eighteen and I had never done anything like that, so I was just like, mm. were you like, how about them apples? Like I was like probably like hi. <laughs> <laughs> it was also five a.m., so it's like I wonder yeah. who was listening. It was probably like truckers I don't know I hope no one I was always like I hope no one is listening you're honestly just like Radio Rebel you're like I, I, I like to when I can pretend no one was listening now all of Seattle's listening yeah so okay but one thing I will say about Radio Rebel coming to Slam FM like her new space is so so dope nice I was really jealous I'm like what if we could podcast there Ugh. and also like they keep her busy. She has to do a show every night, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Like, whoa. That's r- intense. She's like really churning out the content. Yeah. And all she ever talks about is clicks. So she does um, her first episode, I think, at the new uh, space. And okay, it's crazy because now that she has like more space to roam, like she has like a headset. So she's like free to walk around the space when she's podcasting. And it's like making it easier for Debbie Ryan to like act when she's <laughs> podcasting. So she's like, Hey guys, like really getting into it. Again, I wish you could see me right now, like just like leaning into everything she says, like with her so body. So bad. But this is the scene when she tells her listeners, you know what, guys, if you're with me, everyone wear red tomorrow so we can show that we're like not as different as we seem. Like we're almost together. <sighs> and I actually, so Gavin does listen. I feel like partially why he listens is because they have the same taste in music, which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cute. That's believable. But unfortunately, I also do think he's like inspired by her rhetoric, which mm-hmm. I'm like, cheesy. So they all wear, um, read to school the next day and at school her friend audrey is still mad at her for like not telling her something she is kind of like ignoring her and is holding a grudge against her Mm -hmm. and this scene is kind of like i feel like they copied the blocking a little like from the princess diaries the scene where mia finally tells lily that she's uh, the princess of genovia like the way she's like okay like grabs her i'm gonna like we're gonna talk more about this later but this movie like copies a lot of stuff from (gasps) other movies and it's like We'll get into it, but that is, like, the first example. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about this, Nora. Okay, cool. Um, So she basically tells uh, uh, Audrey the truth, and she said, we have the first instance in the movie of this quote. I'm Radio Rebel. She I says am, it. I'm Radio Rebel. She says it so dramatically just like that. And I can now reveal that this is the line, and it comes back later in the movie, but when we watched this movie with our little cousin, as I mentioned <gasps> yes. earlier, all week. So we were in Disney World that whole week. And it was so funny. Like, <laughs> we would just all randomly be like, hey, guys, can't, oh, wait, hang on. And we'd all be like, yeah. And we'd be like, I'm Radio Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> we would all crack yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can see our little cousin doing it. Like, she was so cute when so she did cute. it. She really got into it. She'd be like, I'm Radio Rebel. <laughs> so she tells her friend. And Audrey, like, doesn't believe her at first. She has to, like, prove it to her by bringing her to her bedroom and, like, showing her her setup there and, like, mm-hmm. showing her her voice modulator. Yep. <laughs> so now Audrey knows the truth, but it's still a secret from everyone else um yeah but okay so we talked a little bit before about how tara is doing like a drama class scene with gavin so they're Mm -hmm. doing they're like doing 12th night but with like modern slang dialogue Uh which is like they always do that we had to do that i think when i was in high school really you had to like adapt um a shakespeare scene into like a modern time we did it with king lear i think oh Um, it was embarrassing so they're doing 12th night and Tara is playing okay so you guys know how um 
that movie she's the man with amanda Bynes is like 12th night so tara is kind of like amanda Bynes' character and gavin is kind of like channing tatum's character mm-hmm. so that might give you some context if you don't know shakespeare but you know <laughs> she's the man so they're doing this scene and stacy is actually directing them um and you know it's kind of like romantic like they're getting like up to each other's faces like I think about to kiss and then Mm -hmm. Stacy again like stops them she's like that's enough for now Mm -hmm. and she's like that was pretty good but honestly there's a fine line between pain and constipation that's what she says she's right and also though it's like Stacy if you didn't want them to kiss like why wouldn't you just choose to be Tara's part because like Tara didn't even want that part I know it makes no sense and also I'm like why would you cast a girl who can't even like speak in public as like a lead in a play I know, know. like, from, I know firsthand that sometimes it's, like, you can be a little more confident on the stage. Yeah. But, like, not to the point, like, I can speak to people. Yeah, that is, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, obviously, like, that level of shyness is insane. But there is something, too, like, it is very believable to me that Tara can do this radio show and also be shy. Because we were kind of like that. Like, I was kind of shy in school. But, like, being in a play was not nerve-wracking at all to me. Yeah, I know. It's, like, people that were so much more outgoing than me would be, like, don't you get so nervous? And I'm, like, no, No. it's a play. I'm not myself. It was, like, way harder to give a presentation in class than to like be in a show totally agree or like speaking like off the cuff in public to me is a lot more scary than like having a prepared like thing you're doing so after this after they like practice the scene gavin and radio rebel are talking and she's like slowly getting like a little more comfortable and he mentions um like a demo he made for the g's and he like gives her a cd and again, Stacy's like, okay, enough chit chat, back to the scene. And now she's like truly getting jealous of their chemistry. So she's like, let's try something different with the blocking. And she places them like across the stage from each other mm-hmm. where they can like barely see each other. And Tara's like, I don't know about this. And Stacy's like, stop. And then Gavin like gives the speech to her. He's like, you know what? You were wearing red yesterday. So I know you're a listener to Radio Rebel. Like, <laughs> you should take her advice. Like, speak your mind. Yes. And she's like, okay, um, I don't think this blocking like makes sense. She's like, I don't, I don't think that's the blocking. Um, 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 makes sense. I, this was the moment that I noticed, like, I think Debbie got some, like, acting inspo from Selena Gomez, but, like. Don't, that's offensive. No, no, because, like, she doesn't pull it off like Selena, but, like, you know how Selena, like, will kind of, like, talk really, like, softly, like, to get her point across. Like, Debbie is clearly, like, trying to do that. Selena, she is not. I I actually have that exact quote in my notes. Okay, amazing. Because I think that (laughs) Selena Gomez is a really good actress. I always have. And Debbie Okay, I hope not. We're Debbie, Debbie haters. Listener, we actually love you. Like, yeah, we you were so, so good much. You're an icon, you're a legend, you are the moment. But Debbie is not a, a good actress in this in movie. This in this film. Fo- in, yeah, in this film, movie, she is not. not at her best. Sorry. Yeah. She's like probably 18. Yeah, she was, I think, little in this. And also, like, let's face it, she was steeped in the world of Disney acting. Which is like, they tell you, like, be bad at acting. <laughs> they tell you, like, could you try that a little cringier? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, yes, of course. Um, so yeah they're like stacy we can't do this and she's like okay fine but when they're leaving gavin tries to high five her and tara is too shy to give him a high five she's like "Uh, just give him a high five yeah she's like warming up to gavin though they're like getting slightly slightly more comfy together but Mm -hmm. like also not really so on her next radio show Radio Rebel starts talking about how, like, it's not fair that Principal Marino keeps, like, taking away their electronics, like, so willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, okay, she's supposed to be talking to, like, all of Seattle, so I'm like, she should probably start talking about, like, or stop talking about just her school. Yeah. Makes no sense. And I'm like, especially because later you learn that she's getting, like, 25,000 listeners from, like, the whole city, and it's like, what? Um, But yeah, she's really on this crusade about don't take our electronics because it's wrong to rob us of music, which is the soundtrack to our lives. That's what she says. Yeah. And she, 
This is the part when she plays, because Gavin gave her that demo. She plays um, the G's song, and she's, she literally says, introducing the song, she's like, vibe it. Really dig on it. This is like a famous TikTok sound. Check it out. Vibe it. Really, really dig on it. And then, remember that feeling. It's a crazy, crazy thing really, to say. Really, really dig on it. Like, no <laughs> high schooler talks that way. Yeah, it's like, the, this movie, I'm like, is this the 1980s? So then she tells her audience, you know what, guys? At school tomorrow, 8 a.m., Stop what you're doing and get up and dance. Flash mob. Yeah, she's Ugh. like, we all need to dance. And then Gavin is riding his bike during this broadcast, and he's like grinning ear to ear that Radio Rebel played his song. He's so excited. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to everyone at school dancing in the classroom, and Stacy is pissed. Gavin tries to like get her to dance with him. Oh, she like, won't. She's like, Radio Rebel doesn't tell me when to dance. Stacy would not be cool. She's uptight. She dresses like an American girl doll. She cares about prom. Cool kids never care about prom. We'll get into this more, but cool kids, they do not care about prom. This is a myth of cinema. They literally go to prom for 10 minutes and then they leave to like go do drugs at a house with a finished basement. And they don't care about winning prom queen, which she's obsessed with. No, they're always like, wait, I was nominated. That's so weird. They're like, LOL. (laughs) Wait, something really funny. Our mom, when she was in high school, like after her prom, she just came home and like thought it would be funny. Her mom was like, how was prom? Our grandmother. And our mom just literally was like, you know, it was awesome. I actually won prom queen. And she was kidding. She was doing a bit? She was doing a bit. And our grandma was like, you're kidding me. And our mom was just like, no, I won prom queen. It was crazy. And then she woke up the next morning and, like, forgot she said that. And our grandmother had, like, told, like, all her friends and, like, family. And then my mom had to be like, I was kidding. Oh, my God. Isn't that so funny? That is really funny. I I never knew that story. Yeah, I think that's so funny. Okay, mom keeping it from me. She was like, that's my private business. (laughs) So um, they're dancing at school, and this part is amazing. So even though Radio Rebel herself gave this command to dance, she's hiding under her desk. And her friend Audrey has to be like, take your own advice. And then she does. And then Gavin makes eye contact with her and starts walking towards her, snapping like he's in West Side Story. (laughs) It's so insane. He, uh, it's so insane. And then Radio Rebel like spins, clutching her beanie. And she's like, Ew, not clutching her beanie. And she's like, honestly, biting her lip, looking at Gavin. I'm like, you're in the classroom at 8 a.m. Like, relax. <laughs> oh my it's God. So weird. And then the principal comes over the loudspeaker and is like, no more dancing or you'll be suspended. Mm-hmm. And Radio Rebel, turn yourself in. Ooh. And this is the true beginning of Principal Marino's crusade against Radio Rebel. This is another thing in DCOMs that doesn't really happen in real life. Like sometimes a teacher will have a weird fascination with a student and want to like ruin their life. And it'll be like, they have a few. And I'm like, again, teachers don't take the time to like target a student. Yeah. It's like in <laughs> even Stevens when Principal Wexler has a feud with Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially with Radio Rebel, it's like, or it's like Nights of Classified too, which that's oh, Nickelodeon, right? Yeah, like the vice principal. Yeah, or the science teacher. Oh, Him yeah. and Ned have like beef. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's like very like inappropriate. It's like yeah. feud with a student. <laughs> okay, so Gavin is like, Tara, I need to talk to you. And he's like, it's about our song. And she goes, we have a song. And he's like, no, like the G's song, <laughs> which is humiliating for her. Mm-hmm. But he's basically like, okay, this is a classic Disney fake out where he seems kind of mad at first. He's like, how did, how did my demo get to Radio Rebel, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, almost like he's mad about the leak. And then he's like, are you the one? Are you the one? And she's paranoid that he, like, knows she's Radio Rebel mm-hmm. now. And then finally he's like, I knew you were the one who gave the demo to your stepdad who gave it to Radio Rebel. And then he's like, you were so totally awesome, Tara. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's like, yeah, uh, that's uh, what happened. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But at, this is when like Tara starts to realize that like Gavin is obsessed with Radio Rebel and like now she's not just competing with Stacy for his love, she's competing with herself, with her I alter know, ego. I know. And he tells her, if I if I saw Radio Rebel on the street, I feel like I'd be able to recognize her just from how much I love her show. What? Which is huh? false. So Radio Rebel's honestly blowing up. Apparently there's like billboards on like buses advertising her show. Yeah. And there's like petitions online for other schools to get dance breaks too. Honestly, if I had acquired any amount of like success as, as like a teen, I would have been a monster. Teens should not be successful. It's like when yeah. oh, when someone gets in put in charge of like choir practice for the day, and it's like okay, Hitler, yeah, like you are a dictator. That's so true. Like a little bit of power really goes to I a teen. Can't head. handle it. Um. So since the principal was basically like no dancing during class time. Okay, footloose. She's really giving footloose. She honestly really is. Yeah. Um, Radio Rebel gets the idea like, well, you can't stop us from dancing on our lunch break. So a van from Slam FM literally comes to their like outside their school and they all dance on their lunch break. And the principal is so mad. She shoves those boys, Larry and Barry, like into the bushes. Like they actually go flying. Like shoot, there'd be a lawsuit. A hundred percent. And she like marches up to Cammy Q from Slam FM and she's like, you're on school property. And Cammy Q's like, which, why is her name Cammy Q? I don't really get it. But she's like, actually, I'm technically right over the line of school property and I have a permit. And it's like, okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, nobody would do this. Like no high schoolers would have a dance party on their lunch break and like all be getting along and like, yeah, raise the roof. Like, no, I think it would make more sense if this movie was about like sixth graders. So Stacy is like not a fan of the dancing, which we mentioned before, like she hates it. And she calls uh, Radio Rebel, Radio Horrible. Which at first I thought she was like calling her a whore. Yeah, I was like, I was calling like, oh. her a whore? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Um, but back inside the school, the principal gets all their attention. And she's like, this lunchtime dancing thing is a fiasco. And I want anybody with any information about Radio Rebel's identity to please come forward or else. And Stacy like marches up to her and is like, I totally agree. Like, this is so inappropriate. Like, I will help you find her. Like, do you think that you like could expel Radio Rebel? And the teacher's like, honestly, yeah. The teacher needs to have some perspective, like, kids dancing at school isn't really an issue. Like, you know, like, what if they're doing drugs in the bathroom? You know, it's like, that's more of an issue. Exactly. Like, what's happening is so wholesome. And I tried to put myself in the principal's shoes for a second and, like, empathize. And all I could come up with was this. I guess there is something a little frightening about, like, a person off campus influencing Mm. what goes on on campus, like, with mass influence. But they know that she goes to the school. But I, I know, know what you're saying. I know what like, you're saying. Because, like, right now it's, it's you know, dancing. But she could totally be like, okay, guys, tomorrow at 12 p.m. food fight. And, like, Time everyone would do it. Yeah. So that's, like, the only way I can see her logic. But she should have handled it so differently yeah. because expelling her is just, like, so not the vibe. She hasn't done anything except make people dance. No. So the the G's are having a band practice. And um, We're So Fine is their song. No, We So, we so Fly. Oh, I really misheard the lyrics. Okay, so We So Fly. I think I had like captions on, so that's probably why I know. (laughs) We So Fly is their song. We So Fly. And I think it's really like, it's fun. It's good. It's like a fun song. And then Gavin is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Like, now that we have a following, like, can we sing about something with more meaning? Like, something that matters. And Gabe is like, <laughs> this quote. you want meaningful? Go write a poem. <laughs> yes. Go write a poem, Gavin. He's like, our fans are expecting, like, they want a party. 
I agree. I think he makes a point. I agree. And here's the thing. Just because a song is slow doesn't mean it's good. I feel like Disney always thinks like you have this like pop song and it's like everyone's like, it's fun. And then they sing their like slow song. Everyone's like, wow, you're a true artist. And I'm like nine out of 10 times the slow song worse than the catchy hit. That's so true. Like in Camp Rock when um, Peggy wins because oh she like is like, here I am. <laughs> like sing slow. And it's like, when we do that, movie, aren't better we're than pop songs. off on Peggy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not better than... No, we rock, or we rock. In Pixel Perfect, her end song is the, that's like the slow ballad yeah. is the worst song in the movie. It's so true. But um, yeah, Gavin is clearly like getting frustrated with the G's, but he's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, sure. Let's, okay, I guess we'll keep doing We So Fly. So it turns out that other schools are really picking up on Radio Rebels uh, vibe. They are starting flash mobs of their own. One school even started a Pops, non-Pops alliance. Okay, Survivor. Can you imagine? Giving Survivor vibes. Oh my God. At this point, Audrey gives Tara a piece of news. Radio Rebel was nominated for Prom Queen. (gasps) What? Which is intense because the stakes are high now because if she won, she's scared to come forward because she could get expelled. Mm -hmm. And she's also just scared to come forward, but Mm -hmm. she could also get expelled. And so she's like, I got to stop doing it. Like, this is going too far. And then they go into a janitor's closet. I have two things to say. Okay. For one... Why are teens and decoms always going in the janitor's closet? That is such a like They're trope. Yeah. Such a trope. I'm like, that never happens. And two, the janitor like tries to come in and be like, girls, I gotta go in the room. And they're like, not now. And I'm like, why do you guys think that you have authority over a janitor? Like your students, this is a school employee. They're like so rude to him. And it's honestly one of the only times in the movie that Tara is like super like confident and forceful. And I'm like, okay, so like you feel really comfortable like yelling at a janitor like that says a lot about you (laughs) (laughs) for real like you're rude Rude. yeah i don't know why that is such a thing like why do we feel like lizzie mcguire they were always like going in the janitor's closet or like Like nickelodeon chose too like carly and victorious they're always in a janitor's closet and like why at our school that's the kind of thing that could get you expelled it's it's like why'd you go in there (laughs) why are you in there but um gavin tells tara he's like hey like i'm really excited like i'm working on a new demo with um with the g's and it's gonna be cool and gabe like sees gavin talking to her and when tara walks away he's like yo dude like that's so smart to be friends with that chick because like her stepdad's the the slam fm guy like i like the way you think like basically like i love that you're like using her people are disposable yeah and then gavin's like oh her name's tara and he's like who cares Bro, who cares what her name is? Yeah, I'm like, okay, Gabe is such a, like, a caricature. He's, like, one-dimensional mean boy. Yep, and he's, like, really disturbed being like, wait, do you like her? Because he's like, you need to hook up with girls like Stacy that will elevate your status, not plummet it. He's like, think of the band, dude. Think of the band. But this was another uh, part where I was like, oh, I love Gavin because not the character, the actor, because the way he says, he says her name's Tara, like really casually and like laughing, like kind of like clarifying like, oh, her name's actually Tara. Like I actually know her. Whereas I feel like so many other actors would have been like, her name's Tara. <laughs> and that would have been a terrible line reading. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Gavin is amazing. Yeah. I love We love him. Gavin. I simp for Gavin. Sim. So those two boys that I mentioned previously, Larry and Barry, start getting into all sorts of hijinks, like trying to catch Radio Rebel, like walking into the studio now that people like know where she records. So they'll like hide in boxes and trash cans. I know they're not animated, but to me, they might as well be. That is so true. They're giving like they're animated. 
You should have just made them animated. <laughs> that would have been a choice. So that would have been a choice, Radio Rebel. You made no choices. So at the studio, um, Tara's stepdad is like, listen, like Principal Marino, like literally called the studio. Like, I know I'm the whatever owner, president, I don't know his title of Slam FM, but I'm your stepdad first. And like, this is getting in the way of your studies. Like, mm-hmm. this is really stressful. But then Tara like stands up to him and she's like, listen, I can't turn my back on thousands of people who finally feel like they have a voice. And this show is bigger than me giving a voice to the voiceless, that whole thing. Exactly. And her stepdad's like, that's the most I've ever heard Tara talk at once. Like, she said nothing of substance. Like, ugh. Basic. And, like, just because of that, he, like, lets her keep the show. Yeah. So this is when Tara takes her show to a new level, and she's like, I'm, I want people to, like, call in. I want you guys to start, like, calling in and telling me what you think. Like, tell me what you're afraid of. And all these people are calling in. Gavin calls in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm afraid to do my own thing. And he's like in a Jeep. <laughs> yeah, he he's like in a Jeep. He's like just like chilling That's so out. Hot. It's so hot. And it's like classic high school crush vibes. And he's like, yeah, just like I can't leave the G's, but I not being true to myself. And Radio Rebel's like, you know what? You're not as alone as you think. Yes. So this whole situation, Sarah, do you know who um, Miranda Grosvenor is? No. Okay. So she was this woman in like, I think the 70s. And she got like a Rolodex of famous men, their phone numbers. And she would call them and they would like confide in her about like their life. And they all were like in love with her. At one point, Billy Joel said she was his only friend. That's oh. really sad and embarrassing for Billy, oh, Billy Joel. Oh, my God. But she was, like, a fake woman. Like, she was, like, I'm, like, a Tulane student. But she was actually, like, just, like, a random woman. And, like, it all came out eventually. But, like, this was kind of giving me that situation of, like, <sighs> Gavin and hers dynamic. I was, like, she is his Miranda Grosvenor. Whoa. Wait, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's a really good story. I'll send you the Vanity Fair article because it's really interesting. Um, But, yeah, she was just, like, basically, like, Basically a therapist and phone lover to like all these famous men. Ooh, I got to chill. I'm excited to read that article. <laughs> so this is one of the best parts of the movie. So Radio Rebel has gotten all these calls about what people are afraid of. And then she like gets up and leaves the studio. And her friend Audrey is like there visiting that day. And she's like, where are you going? And she's like, I have to go do something. And as soon as she leaves, Audrey like screams, I'm scared of hyenas, which is like so quirky Disney Channel. Ugh. But then Radio Rebel goes to the roof. And she stretches her arms out wide and she says, I'm afraid to show people the real me, me, me. And it like echoes. And not only does it echo, Nora, like it, it doesn't just All zoom. All of Seattle hears. Yes. And the camera doesn't just zoom out. It zooms out, in, out, in, out and like glitches. It's like, who made that editing choice? It's also like, girl, we know this whole movie is about that. Like you didn't have to tell us. It's so shocking. And like Debbie Ryan's acting in this part is like oh really shocking. So back at home. Tara's mom has heard the news that Radio Rebel is nominated for prom queen and she's very excited about it. And Tara's like, mom, this isn't a good thing. Like I could literally get expelled. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. And her mom's like, no, like all I care about is that you are standing up for your beliefs. And she's like, listen, mom, I'm not even going to go to prom. And then the mom says, okay, let me rephrase that. All I care about is you standing up for your beliefs and prom. (laughs) The two most important things in life. And she like, is like, you're not skipping prom. Like, I'm sorry, no daughter of mine is skipping prom. Honestly, I know that prom's rough and a lot of times it's not fun, but like you should go. Like you should just like know what what's up, even if it's a bad time. It's like a core memory. Yeah, that was always my stance on it when people would kind of like act like they were too cool for prom. I'm like, ultimately, it's impossible for us to be too cool for prom because like we are 16 and we're not too yeah. cool for anything. Yep, that's like, so true, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> so wise. 
<laughs> I'm Radio Rebel. Um, so the principal is literally going to die on the hill of canceling Radio Rebel. Like, she makes an announcement, I'm canceling prom until Radio Rebel comes forward, which is honestly, like, really smart and really evil. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now everybody is mad at Radio Rebel because she's, like, getting their prom canceled. And they protest. They protest. Outside the radio station. Save our prom. Save our prom. They have, like, signs. It becomes a problem because Radio Rebel, like, has to get into the studio without being seen. But there's all these people outside picketing. So Cammy Q has to, like, create a diversion so she can sneak in. She's sneaking in and she's clutching her fedora as she runs. (sighs) It's like, Debbie, retire the fedora. So she decides to, like, take calls from her listeners to see how they actually feel about this, like, prom thing. And I think she almost, like, I think she was hoping that everybody was going to be like, who cares, Radio Rebel? You matter more. But no, everybody's super mad at her. Calling her a dream crusher. Mm -hmm. They're turning on her. And then Gavin calls in. And he's much more soft-spoken about it. But he is like, listen, Radio Rebel, I am disappointed. Like, I was hoping to impress a girl that night. And they think that he's talking about Stacy, but is he? Is he? Oh. We'll have to wait and see. So Cammy Q was talking to Radio Rebel after her show about like how messed up this whole situation is. And she says, man, that Marino's such a backwards thinker. Mm-hmm. And this gives Tara an amazing idea. An amazing idea. So she comes up with the idea of morp, which is prom backwards. And they're going to hold this morp at slam fm so it's not on school property and guess what i found out what so while i was watching this movie henry came in my roommate yet again during this point and he was like oh more like that malcolm in the middle episode what and i was like what and he was like yeah there's an episode of malcolm in the middle where they throw a morp literally called morp like for like the kind of not cool kids like the anti-society <gasps> kids and i was like radio rebel ripping off malcolm in the middle and malcolm in the middle came out that episode, like, three, four years before this movie. <gasps> that is so shocking. I know. I'm like, maybe it's a coincidence, but mm, I don't know. I feel like it's probably not. They probably knew about that. So I have a funny story about Morp. So, yeah, obviously, if you couldn't tell, Morp is, like, an anti-prom, and, like, their whole thing is, like, come as you are. Like, you can dress up, but, like, you don't have to. Like, it's it's your night. So when So, obviously, when I watched this movie with you and Bridget, I was in high school. Like, I was old. And like the summer after this movie came out, I was hanging out with some people. One of the people I was with was like, I want to say he was like in, in like visiting the city when this happened. And he, I think, cause I think he was on the subway and he said he saw these like little kids, like they were probably like 10 and they were like dressed up and they just like started talking to him and they were like, we're going to morp. We're going to morp. And like, <sighs> it's this and it's everyone can be themselves. And he was telling the story, like cracking up, like, aren't these kids so weird? And I had to be like. So, like, those kids didn't make that up. It's actually from Radio Rebel. And, like, everyone was like, well, what are you talking about? Like, why why did you watch that movie? And I was like, um. But maybe I should. Oh, gosh, I would have been so much cooler if I was like, that's her Malcolm in the Middle. But I think I these kids were inspired by Radio Rebel because it was the same summer it came out. Yeah. So, they announce Morp to the school. Which, okay, this is also so confusing to me. Like, Cami Q, like, gives an announcement on the loudspeaker to the school about Morp. Like, this would never be allowed. Like, the principal is so against Radio Rebel. Like, how did they do a, an announcement it makes no sense i know an announcement that's true like also it's 2012 they have social media like get the word out that way exactly like that was a weird plot point like they definitely didn't need to announce it at school mm-hmm. um but so they announce morp and stacy is like mad about it she's like whoever heard of a morp she says no dresses no limos what is the point which i actually really agree with i her. totally agree with because otherwise it's just like a house party but it is free 
And I will say that prom is too expensive. You literally spend like $500 to feel weird in a room for like an hour. It's like being a bridesmaid. Yeah. It's like a lot of money. It's an expense. So Stacy is also really mad because she's like, is Morp even going to have prom king and queen? Because that's the thing she cares about most. Mm-hmm. And Radio Rebel like hears her saying this and she's like, well, like Stacy, like if you feel that way, like maybe you should call into Radio Rebel and tell her how you feel. Like I'm sure she'd love to hear from her number one fan, which pisses Stacy off because she's not Radio Rebel's number one fan. Mm. But then Tara makes a fatal mistake that night on the radio. She like makes a nod to the number one fan joke she had made earlier and Stacy hears it and like puts it together that Tara's Radio Rebel mm-hmm. and she starts like kind of like intimidating her like she shows up to her house and is like asking her mom like where's Tara like knowing that she's probably recording Radio Rebel mm-hmm. and then she confronts her like after drama practice and she tells her like listen I'm throwing a party at my house tonight and I'm actually shockingly inviting everyone in the whole school <laughs> which is so unlike me and <laughs> if you don't show up we will both know why uh-huh and shockingly, Tara shows up to the party. And guess what she shows up wearing? A, a fedora. fedora. <laughs> like, you know your crush is going to be here. I Why? know. Don't wear a fedora. So the way Radio Rebel, like, gets around this situation is her mom and Cami Q are in the studio, like, playing a bunch of, like, pre-recorded yep. phrases that she mm-hmm. said. Although this is the part that gets me. These phrases don't sound like her voice. It's so confusing because, like, sometimes her voice is a little bit disguised when they play Radio Rebel, and then sometimes it's not. And I'm like, what is the truth? They, like, couldn't decide no. what they wanted to do. And so it confusing. makes no sense. So, yeah, Tara's, like, at this party with everyone from her school, and Stacy like, calls into the show mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And Cammie Q and Tara's mom are, like, desperately trying to play, like, stock phrases, like, believe in yourself, like, I think that's a great idea, like stuff like that. Um, but it's like kind of not fully lining up. So Tara, mm-hmm. really stupidly, because Stacy is like looking at her, she like runs to the bathroom to like call in and do it herself. And then mm-hmm. there's an insane sequence where Stacy is literally like running around her house, as is Tara. Like Stacy's trying to catch Tara in the act of being Radio Rebel, and they're just like sprinting around the house. Mm-hmm. And Stacy and Tara are far apart, like they're running all over the house, but. At certain points, Tara is, like, in the room next to all the other partygoers. And I'm like, Stacy might not be able to hear her, but, like, these other people can. She really, like, blew up her own spot. And, like, for what? Like, it honestly would have been more believable if she just didn't come to the party. And then it's, like... I know. That's, like, not really proof. It's not proof. But, like, running around the house on the phone is totally proof. Yes. People are like, I can see you, <laughs> They're like, hi, Radio Rebel. They're like, hi, you're running around. We can hear you from the next room being Radio Rebel. But the crazy part is, like, they don't find out. Like, they it makes no sense. They're like, sense. huh? I'm like, what? And the wild goose chase ends with like uh, Tara and Stacy like meet up in Stacy's room, and there's like pictures of her when she's a little girl, like wearing like a princess crown. And Tara's like, "Oh, I remember when you used to like dress like that to second grade every single day, like like a princess." Mm-hmm. And Stacy's like, "You mean when I was made fun of every day?" And Tara's like, "I, I didn't know you were made fun of. I, didn't know you were I always fun. thought you were just so confident." And to me, I kind of did like that part because. It makes a lot of sense to me that Stacy was bullied when she was little because, like, she is a lot. Yeah. And maybe it is the kind of thing of, like, everyone has always found her annoying, but, like, she got really pretty and they're like, I guess she has to be popular because she's pretty. Um, Yeah, I actually did know a, a couple girls like that now yeah, that I'm thinking about too. it. They weren't, like, the most popular girl, but they were, like, pretty popular. Yeah. And it was that exact thing of, like, they're a lot, but, like, they got super hot. Yeah. No, it's a real thing. So then the Gs are, like, playing this party. Like, they... They do a song mm-hmm. and they they do We So Fly. And okay, the lyrics are like kind of edgy. It says, caught me sneaking out the back. Daddy chased me down the street. I'm like, whoa. But also, okay, this is another thing that I love about Gavin. Okay, I feel like another actor during this song would be like 
frowning to show that he's unfulfilled by the song. Yeah. But Gavin was having a blast because like ultimately you're in a band and you're having a great time. Exactly. Like you can want to go deeper and still enjoy playing We So Fly. Right. <laughs> and I really love that he made that choice. Yep. So after the set, Gavin and Radio Rebel talk and he reveals that he gets really nervous before gigs and he's like, you and me aren't so different. Like I can be shy too. She's like, oh, well like how do you do it? Like how do you perform even though you're scared? And he's like, I try to remember what Radio Rebel taught me that I'm not as alone as I feel. Ooh. And she's like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, Radio Rebel's pretty cool. And she's like, she is. And it's kind of like, huh, like there's like tension there. It's like, does he know? I don't know. I don't know. And then this character is like so insignificant, but this is kind of her moment. So Stacy's sidekick that Stacy is super mean to, she sends her on an errand to the studio and she like goes in under the guise of delivering a pizza and like mm-hmm. catches Tara's mom and Cami Q like talking about Tara and like mm-hmm. basically records them saying that Tara's Radio Rebel. Right. And then there's this gag where Tara's mom like almost catches her and she gets like pizza like all over her face. It's really weird. It's almost better to be unemployed than to get cast in that role. (sighs) I kind of disagree just because it's like funny. This is like why I feel like I would like to do Disney Channel. It's like where you don't have to worry like if your acting's good. I know. know, It's like, okay, if a critic is mean to you, it's like, yeah, I know. I already know. It's like, duh. Duh. If we're mean to you <laughs> on the decom video. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, but so now Stacy's evil sidekick has recording proving that Tara is, in fact, Radio Rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now time for the big scene. Uh, like Gavin and Tara's, you know, romantic like scene from the play to like, I guess, go live or whatever. But Stacy, <laughs> back to the janitor's closet, locks her in a janitor's closet so she misses the scene <laughs> classic and stacy goes on instead and gets to kiss gavin and then um tara does get out the janitor lets her out and she runs to the scene and she like sees gavin she's like behind stage and then gavin she's like hi gavin and he's like what happened and she's like uh uh and he's like so disappointed she really let him down she let him down but like he doesn't know yet like it really wasn't her fault mm And Gavin has a confrontation with his bandmate, Gabe, about Tara, where Gabe is just like, dude, you need to, like, let that weird girl go. Like, get over it. Move on. Like, think of the band. They, like, feud and basically, like, the Gs, like, break up is, like, what basically happens. He's like, enjoy your solo career, Gavin. And listeners, guess what Gabe is wearing during this scene? Tell me, Nora. A fedora. Oh, it's like fedora Are you should a not. 1940s criminal? There was really a fedora, Um, like, they came back around this time A fedora time rising? Yeah. yeah, no, there was. <laughs> and now I remember it well. And now it's over. Like, now it would be, like, really shocking to see a fedora. Yeah, it would be like a kid would come to school wearing, like, a fedora and a small tie. And I'm and like, a vest. Yo, where are you going? I'm like, are you going to play? Are you going to be a Newsies later? Or not Newsies, but, like, a Guys, Guys and, and Dolls. dolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, also at one point after the, like, scene, Stacy calls uh, Tara Radio Drivel. She confronts Tara with this recording that she has procured. And she's like, hey, mm-hmm. I have proof and she weirdly, like, doesn't, like, say, like, I'm going to get you expelled. She just blackmails her. She's like, tell your audience that they have to vote for me for Morp Queen or else. Tara does go through with it. She, like, goes on her show and is like, everyone vote for Stacey for Morp Queen. So it's I like, know. the message to kids is, like, blackmailing, guys. It works. And the janitor, who Tara and Audrey were so mean to, tells, like, Gavin, like, he rats out Stacey. He's like, oh, like, your friend missed the scene because that chick, like, locked her in my closet. 
And so then Gavin confronts Stacy. Stacy's like, Gavin, like Tara is not who you think she is. And Gavin says, no, you're not who I thought you were, Stacy. So I can't go to Mork with you. And she's like, but what about queen and king? And he's like, I don't want to be king. I never did. And it's like, okay, Prince Harry. Okay, Prince Charmant wow. from Ella Enchanted. Okay, Mia Thermopolis. Okay, parallels. Parallels. I love that part. Like, I don't want to be king. I never did. And he somehow even makes that, like, not that corny. I know, like, just like that. I believe that's how a high schooler would say that. I know, like, how does he do that? Um, It's time for more. More. And what Nora was saying earlier about how this movie is, like, very 80s. Yes, like when Tara comes into Morp, we get like a slow-mo, like one of those things that's supposed to show like, wow, she looks so good. Her friends all like gasp, but she just looks like she's from an 80s movie. Yeah, I'm like, what is this, 16 Candles? And she also has tight curls and straightened bangs, which everyone knows is a bad look. Why did people do that in like the 2000s? Oh, it's so bad. Girls would definitely have like crimped hair with just straight inside bangs. Oh, it's so bad. So she looks interesting. Audrey is also wearing like a full like headpiece. Like I think they're called fascinators, like mm-hmm. a weird, like it's super weird. So Tara and Audrey like over here, Stacy looking in a little hand mirror and like saying to herself, like, you're beautiful. You're a queen no matter what happens. And it like, Sad. yes, it like breaks their little hearts to see that Stacy is like putting this much pressure on herself to win. And they actually like empathize with her and i will say stacy looks so hot in this final scene i was i was just about to say that she looks so good i was like she truly looks amazing like oh i was obsessed like in hair like so cute um so it's kind of like time to announce more prom king and queen Mm -hmm. and because gavin dropped out of the running uh, gabe like wins by default and so cammy q is like announcing the the king and queen so she calls up stacy because i guess it's kind of like there's like two people with like the most votes so she calls up stacy and then she calls up radio rebel radio rebel does not go to the stage and cammy like looks at her like expectantly like are you going to come up and radio rebel like shakes her head like shyly and quirkily she's like no and who wins morp queen nora Radio Rebel. Radio Rebel. And at first it seems like she's not going to take the stage, but then she like speaks to the crowd like over a loudspeaker. Right. And then she goes on stage and they carry her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what did they did? That would be so cool. <laughs> no, but she does ultimately come out on stage and reveal her identity. And she says, I'm Radio Rebel. I'm Radio Rebel. So she reveals her identity. And I, I also liked this moment. Like Gavin looks happy, but not surprised, which is mm-hmm. like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the principal interrupts to be like, now that I know your identity, you're expelled, which like, okay, this is a non-school affiliated event. Like, I don't think she can even be here. I know. <laughs> Why is she here? Yeah. It's like creepy. <laughs> you're like at a party for minors and it's like not at school. Like go home, principal Marino. So she starts being like, sorry, radio rebel, you're expelled. And then Audrey <laughs> gets the, brilliant idea she's like i'm radio rebel and then everyone i'm radio rebel i'm radio rebel yep so yeah but the part that's crazy is like okay this is a nice like symbolic gesture to show that they're all radio rebel but like mm-hmm. the principal still knows the true identity <laughs> i know and all of a sudden though just everybody chanting she gives up this whole movie she's been obsessed and then all of a sudden she's like oh i guess <laughs> i can't expel all of you and she dances awkwardly off stage it's so so bizarre and makes no sense at all oh my god i'm like no um so then yeah radio rebel is basically like oh like if we're all radio rebel like hello my fellow kings and queens but then she sees that stacy looks sad Mm -hmm. and she's like well i guess one person wanted this crown more than anyone and she goes 
but I didn't hear you say. She forces her to say, I'm Radio Rebel. So is it an act of good deed? I don't know. No, it's like kind of rude. And then she gives her the crown. She reminds Stacy, like, you're 100% yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of hearkening back to the fact that, like, when she was little, she wanted to be a princess. Mm-hmm. And then Gavin has his solo moment. He plays a song by himself. And like Nora was alluding to before, it's, like, so, not better than the G's music. I actually would say that it it sucks. And, like, he sounds good, but I was comparing it to me and Sarah love this movie, Angus Thongs and Perfect <gasps> Snogging. If you guys know it, Robbie plays a song for his girl. And it's, like, ultraviolet, one of the best songs in the world. So sexy. And this movie, where it really, it didn't have a chance for me because since it's so copying all other teen movies it was so comparable to so many other movies that did these tropes so much better yeah so this song i was like this song is so bad it's so boring i was like not feeling anything in this moment but after the set um gavin and tara talk and he reveals well i guess he kind of reveals this on stage actually i'm sorry he's like this song is for a girl i've liked for a while the type of girl who would ask oh crap i didn't bring this up earlier so it's not gonna hit as hard but he says like Oh, this one goes out to the kind of girl who would ask a dancing sandwich for help. And basically this harkens back to there's a moment where Tara is trying to leave the radio station because there's all these people outside and she like can't figure out how to get out. So she asked this guy that's dressed up in like a sandwich costume, like a mascot for a restaurant, like, oh, can you create a diversion? And he like dances crazy to distract people. And it turns out that was Gavin. So that reveals that like he's known for a while that she's Radio Rebel, but, like, mm-hmm. wasn't saying anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, when she was, like, scared, like, oh, he likes Radio Rebel more than me, he, like, knew. He asks if she'll go to Morp with him, and it's like, okay, you're already at Morp. Like, and then lot. he says, should I call you Tara or Radio Rebel? And she says, either one. They're both me. Which, like, I get the sentiment, but what if he just, like, calls her Radio Rebel? Yeah, it's like, there's a clear right answer, Tara, and it's to call you Tara. My, my human name. And then he kisses her on the cheek, like, further showing me that this is a movie for like really little kids yeah and debbie makes a disgusting <laughs> facial expression sorry debbie but it's too much sorry debbie but no no and the movie ends with a freeze frame as they're all dancing at morp exhale <sighs> we made it through that oh was oh my god this was a really rough one okay so Honoria, did you know similar to brink this movie is based on a novel which one? It's called Shrinking Violet by Daniel Joseph. And huh. it's like truly the exact same plot. The only thing that's different is like the character's name is Teresa and her radio personality is called Sweet Tea. So the other two people that wrote this movie, like I guess they like adapted the novel are Eric Patterson and Jessica Scott. And they were also both writers on another Cinderella story. That's Selena Gomez movie. And I like that movie. So sorry, guys. This one. Not their best. Not your best. And then the director was um, Peter Howitt, who, like, honestly doesn't really have any other Sorry, Peter. old directing credits. Something I learned is that this movie was, like, part of a Disney Channel program thing called We Got the Beat. And it was, like, a week-long lineup of, like, them debuting, like, new music videos and, like, mm. musical-related, like, episodes. And <laughs> Debbie Ryan recorded a cover of We Got the Beat by the Go-Go-Go's. <laughs> And there's, like, a music video. Oh, God. It's also, like, super auto-tuned, which is really not the vibe of, like, the rock. It's no. not the vibe of the song at all. No. They got the beat. They got the beat. They got the beat. Yeah. I think we should talk about the Radio Rebel meme a little bit. So, like, it, it basically, like, the picture that started circulating on, like, Twitter and TikTok is from a morp scene where Debbie is watching Gavin play and he, like, 
basically reveals that he likes her and mm-hmm. she coyly like touches her bangs and bites her lip and yeah we'll post it on our socials because you guys have to see it you'll know it it's so famous you will definitely know it and like an example of how the image is used like there's a tweet that said 15 year old me at a concert in the crowd acting different from the others so my fave can notice <laughs> me <laughs> yeah it's like how you act at like a one direction concert because you're like harry's gonna see me yeah it's like i'm and be like she's reading a book in the audience yeah like <laughs> i'm quirky <laughs> exactly and so Debbie actually like did comment on this uh, trend, mm. but she did it like really like uh, fun. Like she wasn't mad about it. She tweeted, quote, I was serious about my craft from a young age and studied technique alongside Roxanne from a goofy movie. And she attached um, a gif of Roxanne like doing bang acting, like pushing oh, aside. Oh, OK. Brain. Amazing. Yeah. No, she wasn't like defending herself. She was like lols, which Love. I'm glad I'm glad she could laugh at herself. I, I hope it didn't cause her too much pain. Can we talk about her other amazing viral quote <gasps> when she's getting interviewed on a red carpet and she says, I went into the Disney Channel building and I sat down with the Disney Channel president and I said, I want to make history. <laughs> and that's what this is. And, and I think that was about her getting married on, on Jesse. Yeah, because apparently it's the first. <laughs> make history? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I mentioned this briefly, but I did like truly love her in Horse Girl, the Alison Brie movie. Mm. That's my favorite thing I've seen her in. And she's married to Josh Dunn from 21 Pilots. Oh yeah, I know about him because she also does an interview with Vogue where she's doing her makeup and she's talking about like seeing him on tour. And she's like, I'm married to, there's no other way to say it, an international rock star. An international rock star. I mean, honestly, people do love 21 Pilots. I can't say I'm a fan. Can't say I'm a fan. (laughs) sorry that's just me being a hater yeah we're haters today yeah let's talk about the guy who plays gavin adam demarco um he is still acting but like i didn't know him from anything else which is sad you mentioned that he's in zapped with zendaya i've never seen that he's a star he was in a show called the magicians which i've never watched i've heard it's really corny Mm. okay this blew my mind so serena parmar i think that's how you say it she plays audrey and i didn't know her for much but she was on degrassi I know. Who was she? So she plays, uh, I think her name was Farah. She's supposed to be like Sav, but, uh, who we love, Sav. Yeah, like his, uh, like, isn't it like an arranged? Like, yeah, she's like, their families like want them to like get arranged, married. And I remember she, her. I like didn't, which I'm like, oh, I like looked it up and like kind of start, it started to jog my memory because she like is really mean to Anya. She's like, oh, like you're together for now, but like me and Sav are going to be t- together forever mm-hmm. and you're not. She's also like, Anya, you have braces. Which like true. <sighs> yep. And then the other last thing I want to say about the cast is Merritt Patterson, who plays Stacy. She's like a huge Hallmark movie star. She's <gasps> in like every Hallmark movie. Oh, love. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Should we rate the love interest? So we rate them on a scale of one to four. So one is we support this union. Two is we have some notes. Three is Lizzie. Who are you going to believe? This boy who you are knowing your whole life or this boy who you are just meeting who says you shine like the light from the sun. And then four, get this person to a therapist stat. So, Sarah, what are you giving Gavin and our girl Rebel? So, like, I'm I'm giving it a we support this union. Okay. I, I, I really want to hear your thoughts. But, like, honestly, it's just because I think that Gavin is so perfect. And, like, do I think they're going to be together forever? Like, no. But, like, I do think it's sweet that they, like, like each other, I think, for the right reasons. Like, they have shared interests. They, like, both have the same values. And I liked their story. And I do, like, as much as... Tara is like insufferable to me I I think it's more like about like the bad writing and the bad acting like I think like the core of who the character is like supposed to be like is kind of a good fit for Gavin if that Mm -hmm. makes sense and Gavin just has no flaws so that's what I give it 
This may shock you, but I gave it. We support this union too. <gasps> oh my god, she fooled me for the exact same reason. I think they're gonna date for like a little while, and it's probably gonna end like on kind of good terms. What's your favorite quote? <laughs> you know what? I thought there would be like an iconic, funny one, but there honestly isn't even that. And then all of the ones that are quote unquote deep like suck. Yeah. Um, this one I'm. I don't feel passionate about this. I just did. Report cards came out today. I got a minus in participation, but you can't give me a minus for who I am, which I don't even like. I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> it was just the one that made me be like, oh my God, lol the most. Okay. But um, I feel not passionate about this answer. I completely agree with you. This movie is good quoteless. It mm-hmm. sucks. Um, So I ended up going with a line that just really made me laugh, which was G- Gabe saying, our fans don't want a message. They want a party. You want meaningful? Go write a poem. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll really briefly give my spiel about if this movie was a Zodiac sign. I think I have to give it one of my favorite signs, Leo, just because it's so extra and theatrical and dramatic. Um, You know, like there's literally a school play. Someone has their own radio show. There's living out loud. There's dance breaks. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is all Leo energy. And Leos can like be corny and a little cringe because they're super in touch with their inner child, Mm -hmm. which I actually like about them. And also the message of Stacy, like wanting to connect with like her little princess self, mm-hmm. it's all just giving me Leo. And Leos also like they like to be popular, but they can enjoy their popularity more when they feel like everyone is like included and mm-hmm. having at least a pretty good time. So for those reasons, I gave it Leo. Nora, what is your rose? My rose, and it was really hard because this movie sucked. Um, but my rose was honestly just the character of Gavin. That's what I had too. Okay, yeah. Because he was the only thing I liked about the movie. I thought he was a good actor. I thought he was cute. I thought he was a good romantic lead. I thought he was interesting. I thought he was the only character that had somewhat of depth, which is not because of the script. It is because of the actor and how he read the lines. I truly could not agree more. I have written down my rose and then just Gavin with 10 exclamation points. Yes. My thorn was two things. One like silly one and then one like overall one. The fedoras. You know I'm <laughs> upset. Um but two just the lack of depth. There was like none of the characters had any interesting thing about them. They were not multifaceted. Um the like the radio show had no depth. It was just like be who you are. There was no like inspiring message. Like Debbie didn't say like anything of substance in those radio shows. Um to me, it was just like a flop and had no nuance at all. I honestly basically have the same thing. Yeah. I have lazy in all caps. Yes, a flop. <laughs> Phoned it in. It was a flop, which brings us to our overall rating. At first, I was like, is this movie a little bit better than Pixel Perfect? Because Pixel Perfect is so odd. It's so strange. <laughs> and this movie is like, you might not be able to believe this, less odd. Yeah. Um, But Pixel Perfect took chances it was unique it was like unlike any other movie to me radio rebel was like if you combined all other like romantic teen comedies and just made them worse it, to me it was not original in any way i'm being such a hater but no, sorry it's okay. Speak um, your truth. it was not original in any way so i gave it a d <gasps> i gave it the same because ah! this movie like everything you just said like it kind of seems like it could have like been written by AI. Like yes. that's how like derivative it is. Yeah, nothing special. And the only reason I didn't give it an F was because of Gavin and because some of the band's music scenes are fun. Gavin carried this movie carried on his back. on his back. Okay, guys, so now we're going to do the drinking rules. So this is if you want to rewatch <laughs> the movie, if you want to. Yeah. They're on Disney+. Plus. Oh, no, no, this one is not. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, if you have Peacock. Peacock. 
Oroku. Oroku. Um, so my first drinking rule was drink every time someone wears a fedora. Drink every time someone mentions Slam FM. Drink every time someone mentions prom. Drink every time Larry and Barry try a new scheme to identify Radio Rebel's identity. Drink every time the G's perform. Drink every time Debbie Ryan acts with her bangs. Good one. And that's Radio Rebel. Whew. If anybody listened to that whole thing, like, thank you so much. God bless. Oh my gosh. I'm Radio Rebel. I'm Radio Rebel. Pops. Pops. Pops, <laughs> pops and non-pops.